0: Things. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hold on. Give me one minute. One minute. No. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. You Okay, go ahead. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. This is uh, well, that's what day is that? Today, today is uh, the the fourteenth, right? Yes, fourteenth of uh, the month of uh, of August, two thousand twenty-three. And so, I want to welcome you to this. Bible study this morning, those of you that follow Rick Bonfim Ministries, I'm your servant Rick Bonfim, and I'm sharing with you every morning on the book of 1 of, of Kings on Elijah. And so, after the great prophet flees because of the announcement of Jezebel that she just threatened him. Uh Let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not your life as the life of one of them that you killed yesterday, type of thing. And so, Elijah now flees from Jezebel and finds a tree, a juniper tree. And a juniper tree has a large canopy that opens up and leaves a lot of space to hide. Meaning... No sun penetrates a juniper tree. And so he found a dark place in the middle of nowhere under a juniper tree. And the Lord sent an angel to visit him. Because something is about to happen with a man of God. I don't, I I don't, (laughs) I want to tell you that I'm very specific the way I think about things. And if I hear something that unsettles me, I will not be able to move forward until I settle it. So if I'm talking to you and you tell me that Alabama is better than Georgia and Alabama is going to beat Georgia and you give me a bunch of data, I'm going to get that data, I'm going to look at it, research and look. And I'll finally find out that there's no way Alabama can beat Georgia because I found out the other way, you see. That's the mind of the the prophet. Hallelujah. The prophet simply says to himself, She said it, and I have to deal with it. Which really, it wasn't of the Lord. It wasn't of the Lord for him to go 250 miles. But you know, God just put up with us. When you're in the will of God, everything that you decide to do is blessed of the Lord, and it's already decided that He's going to accomplish what He promised to do. But how can He accomplish A a, a heart of a prophet who became scared to death. Well, God told Elijah to kill 450 prophets of Baal. God licked the altar with his fire. And Jezebel speaks and he chose the testimony of a woman instead of the testimony of what God had done at Mount Carmel. It's a lesson to us, okay, because you need to know that if God accomplished something, you don't have to understand it. You don't have to comprehend it. You don't have to call uh, people to confirm it to you four or five times. Okay? And so, since God knew he was going to run 250 miles, now you know where Horeb is? <laughs> Calvin, the, the, the theologian, Presbyterian theologian, thought that 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 Horeb is uh is the same as Mount Sinai. Two mountains. Some say that is one side of Mount Sinai. The other would say is another mountain somewhere. So I don't know where Mount Sinai Horeb is, but I know how Mount Sinai is. And that's how far he went. And so two hundred and fifty miles half a Half a thousand, my 500 miles round trip. And so he arose and did eat and drink second time. Now, the food that God provided shows his mercy, his grace. I've been through so much trouble, so much pain lately, so much harassment lately, as if I just can't quite, in no shape or form, come out of it. You know, I need help in my age level. I'm not supposed to be alone at this time. And yet nothing opens up, nothing moves. As if I'm locked in that idea in my mind that it's impossible. Now that's the way Elijah was, locked in. So he had to run. He arose and did eat and drink, went in the strength of the meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb the mountain of God. It took forty days and forty nights for the prophet to arrive at Mount Sinai. Now, where is the prophet? He was—he was—he was, he was, uh, he was in, uh, with Jezebel. He was—he was at the juniper tree. He was in Judah. Now he is about. To, that's sixteen miles from Judah to Mount, to to the Jezreel Valley. I mean, from Mount Carmel to Jezreel Valley as you teach on those rocks on top of Mount Carmel you can see Mount uh, Jezreel Valley where it will be the great uh, coming of the Lord Jesus and Armageddon will take place down there so so, so he he went in the strength of the of the meat that God provided even though God wasn't calling on the trip he blessed them and that's a comforting thing for those of us who have hard heads you know, God the Lord simply helped you in your misery. God helped you in your rebellion. God helps you in your anxiety, turmoil, fear, finances, failure. He helps you. And he did to the prophet. The trip lasts forty days and forty nights, a hundred and eighty miles from where he was under the juniper tree. Evidently, the food prepared for him by the angel was supernatural and provided a supernatural strength. <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights on piece of bread and meat won't do it. Meaning, when God gives you strength, he just carries you on. You know, I'm about to go to Cuba. There will be five services at a place called Marianao Church, the Bishop Ricardo Pereira's church. And we're going to stay at the, at, the, at the center, Methodist Center. As a group of 20, so going with us, and they will be preaching our uh, galore and praying for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. How can a close to 80-year-old man of God do anything? Well, <laughs> you know, I went to buy food yesterday because I have my, uh, my brothers from Brazil, Renato and Daniel, coming to be with me for two weeks. And uh, <laughs> oh, and I began buying food, you know, thinking, oh, they're going to be here. i got to have strength. And when I got home, I didn't have place in the refrigerator to put all the food that I bought. <laughs> in other words, <coughs> the food that I bought is not needed. God will give me supernatural strength to overcome, even when I'm out of his will. And he came tired into a cave. Now things begin to get serious here. Into a cave. And lodged there. He had a servant with him. So he's, he's, he's uh, well, I, I, think, I, think, I think he lost his service by now. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, What are you doing here, Elijah? What is going on with you, Elijah. Why are you here after I helped to get here? I gave you supernatural food. But why are you here? Why? Why? It doesn't justify your idea of trying to solve problems by running 250 miles. Why are you here? What are you doing? And that's a question that, that pierces the eyes and the ears and the mind of anyone who is lost in a theological garbage, you know you don't know where to go. You don't know what it is. Uh, Rick is Rick is odd. His Rick is uh, this and Rick is that. I don't believe. See, I know where I am, and my ministry is to shake the the weeds out of your head so you can be where God is and not where you are. In other words. I might be a displacing evangelist. I might be a totally out of balance evangelist because my out of balance brings balance to you. You see, I know who I am. And I'm saying to you, if you are doubting, if you are shaking, if you are questioning, if you are debating as to where you are, then you need to be settled. Somebody needs to come and hit you upside the (laughs) head. And say to you, Get back to normal. You know, I uh, interesting enough, I saw all the quarterbacks of Alabama, Ohio, uh, U.S. U.S.C. in California, Kentucky. Great quarterbacks. And each one of them, in the in the in the practice, you know, what is when uh when they when the NFL has as the beginning of the season, they do combine, combine or they have. Games with other teams, right? Just to practice. Pre-season. Preseason. And he said all of this to the four names. Didn't mention the Georgia quarterback. Not at all. He's not there. He's not there. What's his name? Stetson. Stetson. Yeah. yeah. Stetson only got the ball in threw for a touchdown, but they don't mention that. You know, I like to in other words all he did was win two championships. Yeah, he won two championships and, and, and of course Los Angeles Rams is his team now. He threw a he threw a a a touchdown and the others are mentioned but not not Stetson. You see, I like I like for Stetson to be in the in the in the final game, a championship, what do you call? Super Bowl. Super Bowl before it's over, to prove to people that, that when you listen to the voice of God, you're going to be rejected, you're going to be uh, condemned, and put down. So what are you doing here? I'm asking you. And he said, listen to the mind, and the setting of the prophet. I have been very jealous, for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel, have forsaken your covenants thrown down your altars killed your prophets with a sword and I even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away now if God sent fire from heaven and slaughtered 450 prophets of Baal is he now on vacation? Elijah what are you doing here? why do you have this mindset that is constantly doubting. God does a powerful miracle, and and you just uh, go back to the mire. That's really, really the attitude of a man of God who hasn't discovered that when God moves, it's a confirmation that He'll move again. When God says so, it's a confirmation that He says so. hallelujah are you with me now what are you doing here brother where are you locked down yourself in this room by yourself crying that uh, what is it about you that makes you so afraid of life and so God speaks he said go forth Stand upon the mount before the Lord. Now, I want you to know that a cave is not something on top of a peak. A cave is really at the bottom of the peak, at the bottom of the mountain. A cave is a low place. i never seen a mountain with a big cave. Might be one or two down there that I don't know about, it. but when you go up to... To Montana and, and 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 look at the the caves or something below you 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 go down inside of the ground, but God said to him, Get up in there, look at look at this. He said, Go forth, stand upon the mountain before the Lord, Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb. And behold, the Lord passed by. It took a little time for him to get on top of the, on top of the mountain because if you are in the cave. Ah, that's the message for you today. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, you have no authority to hide inside of a cave. God is not on the cave. God is on top of the peak. God is above all depression, all anxiety, all morbidity, all fear of the future, fear of finances, fear of failure. Don't you think that the Lord God Almighty is on the cave he told you to get out of there. Get on the top of the mountain. Present yourself to the Lord. Stop being on the cave. Go outside, lift your hand. say, God, would you speak to me today? You know, I have a father that uh, had some interesting behaviors. His name was Daniel Bonfim. He was short, drove a Harley. The preacher. He had a, a Harley. He, he is driving the Harley. He presses. A little wheel, and the, and two wheels will come out out of the Harley, and he'll stop and jump out of the Harley. He, he, he had a, a apparatus because he was short; he was five five. But he was a powerful man. Every night when I was in Brazil in the early days when I was going to seminary, my father would climb a ladder to the top of the house. Usually the the houses in Brazil is or half shed or two sheds to where there's a way for the water to run down like this. And he would climb on top of the house, which is my mother's and daddy's house at the mission, and walk back and forth praying. And I could hear him in the middle of the night, like at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, God! Oh! And he would just cry out and pray until 5 o'clock in the morning. 8 o'clock, jump on the motorcycle and hit the road, Jack. It's exactly what happened here. The prophet got on top of the mountain stand upon the mount before the Lord in other words Elijah when you get to the top of the mountain I'm already there when you get out of the cave and you come into the top of the mountain I'll meet you there Elijah I'm a God who makes things happen Elijah how can you believe the words of a woman called Jezebel if she had any strength whatsoever She could have sent the soldiers to kill you, but she was afraid of you, Elijah. You didn't see that, did you? And behold, the Lord passed by. (laughs) I love that. You know, God from heaven, working his prophet, passed by. Oh, what a wonderful thing just to... Oh, he is Lord. He is Lord. He has... Risen from the dead, and He is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Lord passed by. the Lord passed by. What a comforting statement! In a great and strong wind. Rent the mountains. You know, this week, Athens, Georgia, had the greatest wind storms that I have ever witnessed. I've lived here for 35 years. Athens, Georgia, never had strong winds. I see the tree bent. I thought that tree was going to crack, but it bent with the wind. It says a great and strong, not just a little wind, great and strong rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Oh my gosh. That's a a, a mountain usually break a tree but here he's saying that the wind was so strong that broke the rocks. It was not a hurricane. It was a tormented, powerful move of wind that tear our rocks apart but the Lord was not in the wind you see you got to have sensitivity to the presence of God during a storm so I went outside and I saw the wind just tear my United States flag down apart I mean it couldn't hold it flew away from the pole down the street. After the wind. An earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. So what are these two things symbolizing here? First is the wind. Then the earthquake. After Jesus' resurrection in Jerusalem. The, the, the caves. The saints. The saints the tombs everywhere began to fall apart and there's an earthquake and people came out of the graves walking back to their homes in Jerusalem. That is simply the presence of God. Why the earthquake? Why the wind? To deliver the great prophet from Jezebel's statement, what she said The fear she brought in into the men of God. So God manifested Himself in a powerful way. And he says this after the earthquake, a fire. Now, what do you mean by fire? There's no gas lines in, in the desert in Horeb. There's no wood up there. It's just rock. It's a mountain. It's a mountain. There's no rock. But the same fire that came upon Elijah at Mount Carmel to consume the altar, the stones, the wood, and the sacrifice in in the 600 gallons of water, that same fire came back to Elijah so he could remember what God had done two weeks earlier. Now, if that's not loving, if that's not caring, if that's not the Lord that we love so much, I don't know what it is. What a patient God. He did once and he did it again. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, I still a small voice. I love that. I love that. You're talking about, you're talking about noise, thunder, lightning, fire, earthquake, Wind that split rocks. I I never heard about a wind that splits rocks. Suddenly, suddenly, a small voice. Listen to me. Listen to me. A small voice. Let's take a look. Listen to this. And it was so when Elijah heard it. He heard it. He wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entry of the cave. So you tell me that he went into a cave on the top of the mountain? Is that right? It looks like it is so. And the entered of the cave and behold there came a voice unto him so let's take a look because I thought that he was in the cave and then he climbed the mountain and that is on verse 9 and he came tied unto a cave and lodged there and behold the word the Lord came to him verse 9 verse 10 he talks about being self and so on verse 11 and and, 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 and he said, go forth. God said, go forth. Stand upon the mountain before the Lord. So it's obvious that he went into the mountain before the Lord. He saw all of this and he returned to the cave. And upon entering the cave, here it is. He was on the top after all the fire and the earthquake and the wind. He saw the presence of God passing by. He came down to the cave. Entering of the cave. On verse 13. And behold. uh, Came a voice unto him. And said. What are you doing here. Elijah. Why are you not up there. What are you doing here Elijah. You're not up there. And he said. I better than jealous of the Lord. God of hosts. Because the children of Israel. Have forsaken your covenant. Killed your prophets. Even I am only on the left. And they seek my life to take it away he repeated again after seeing what he's about to see he saw now what he saw was a strong wind that broke rocks he saw an earthquake he saw fire from heaven and he heard a small voice then he came down inside of the cave and the Lord said what are you doing here again you should have been up there and the Lord said unto him go Return on, one way, one way, on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Now, Damascus is much 70 miles from the lake of Galilee, where Mount Carmel, Carmel is, about 30 miles from, from the lake. And when you come, anoint Hazel to be the king of Assyria. And Jerusalem, the son of Nimshi shall you anoint to be king of Israel. Elijah the son of Shapa of Abel Melhoma shall you anoint to be the prophet in your room. Elisha. God just told me exactly what to do. Now, and it came to pass to him who escapes the sword of Hazel shall Jeru kill. And him who escapes the sword of Jeru shall Elisha kill. And yet, I have left me 70,000 of Israel's, and all the knees which not have bowed down unto, unto Baal meaning there were 7,000 men of God that didn't so Elijah is complaining that he's alone God said wait a minute now wait a minute hold on hold on, hold on. there are 70,000 others ones who never bowed down to Baal now do your job and anoint Elisha as the one who takes your place is the prophet' life is over? Pretty much so, because the call of Elisha is next. What I'm saying to you is, God will call you to do what He said. Confirm His presence with you, anoint you to know, extend grace to your 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 your, your fear and your laziness and your. A weakness, and then when he said to you and dealt with you properly, God says, I have somebody else that's going to take your place. <coughs> so could you say that a prophet is over when he is running from fear? Yes. Could you say that a Christian today can be over when he begins to doubt what God has done in the past and he is afraid of the future? Yes. Can this be a lesson today to all of you of your guys that are preachers out there preaching the gospel that when you cannot stand upon the cross of Calvary, God will send somebody else to stand in your place? Yes can be. Why am I yet standing? Why am I preaching away? Why am I rocking the boat? Why am I day after day after day after day after day preaching and ministering? I'm not retiring. I'm not going to close. I'm continuing to do what God called me to do. Because that guarantees me another year. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for those pastors and ministers and leaders and Bible teachers that are listening. That if they're going to serve the Lord, they must do not in no shape or form Listen to the voice of the devil and do what God has called them to do twice as much with authority and power. And I bind the unbeliever and ask you, Lord, to replace them. In Jesus' name, amen.